With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddockblues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. I'm Jamie and tonight I am joined by Jake. Okay, mate? I met you. I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, good. We're recording this on a Saturday morning. So uh, tomorrow is the big one, but we'll go into that a little bit later on. Uh, we haven't spoken to you since the Wolves game. No, I mean, no, me and Paul did a little bit of a reaction to that in the last one. But I'll just take your initial reaction to it of snatching the point, basically, in the last, or the last kick of the game. The performance, yeah. I, I get you sort of thoughts on the performance first because it was a bit weird, wasn't it? It was a bit of a mad one. Yeah, I thought I thought we started off all right. I thought, yeah, we pretty much controlled. I don't know if we controlled the game, but they never really looked like scoring up until pretty much they did score. Mm-hmm. And like, even, even then I'm still like, uh, come on, we've we still got this. We can, and Patterson goes down. Goes off injured. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. You know, one of those. All right, I was still, we're still in this. Like, we'll do what we can. And then Calvert-Lewin goes down and I just lost, I lost all hope, to be perfectly honest. I lost all hope for everything. But then, I thought we could have been 3-0 down. But then to like, keep, keep the resilience and just keep ourselves in it and then just keep fighting to the end. All we've been asking for, and it's just a fight to the end. And it was like a bit of a mad sequence anyway for the goal. It was what a long throw by Holgate to another defender who knocked it to another defender who passed yeah. it to Yeri Mina who scored. It was like at the end, at the, but at the end of the day, that, that might be the point that keeps us in the Premier League. Well, I was just going to ask you that. I was just, to be honest, I was just going to say then, sorry, that point on the face of it now, I know, you know, obviously we celebrate the Mina goal because. Everything, anything's better than getting a defeat. Yep. And then you know, I think you, you, and most Blues probably were like, "Is a point enough?" Because yeah, Leeds and Leicester were yet to play. But looking back now, with the game tomorrow that is coming up, that's a big point, that isn't it? When you think about it. Yeah, like at at, at this point, if we don't, we're only a point ahead of Leeds and Leicester. I think mm-hmm. I think they're still they're still. Tied on points, aren't they? Or less than one ahead, whatever. And we're at 33. Listen, Mm -hmm. I'd much rather be in the position we're in. I've got two points clear than they're in. Yeah. A draw, and they both have to... If if it gets to the the 90th minute, and Everton is 1-1, but Leicester and West Ham is 1-1, and Leeds and and Tottenham is 1-1, we're the ones staying up, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, and we that that point pretty much obviously coupled with the other results, but it kept it in our hands. We we lose that game this sun, Sunday. For, well, tomorrow for you, still Sunday for me. <laughs> Com- completely different scenario. Like we go from having eleven possible ways to stay up to probably having six. And yeah. like, I'd much rather at this at this point in time, as horrible as the feeling is, I'd still rather be Everton in the position we're in than being Leeds and Leicester's position looking up at us. Yeah, no, we'll get to that in a minute, that position that, you know, obviously, we all, I think everyone's worked about 17 different ways out to, to stay up and all stuff like that, but just to stay on the, the Bulls game and we'll sort of just touch on it, and you did actually touch on it then. Are we showing a different sort of mentality here? Because I've been thinking about this and Crystal Palace away, Leicester away, Wolves away, Brighton away. They're four games that we haven't been beating. I know 
we've only won one of them, but really, you know, we lose all four of them usually, and to come away, I yeah. think we with seven points out of them, um, sorry, six points out of them, is it, it, is massive in my opinion. That six points literally has taken us to where we need to be. Pretty much, and it's like. If you just said at the start of that run where we had all these away games that we are going to get six points, I think everyone would have beat your hands off. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Good, but I think, isn't it like seven or eight games away from home we're unbeaten? Uh-huh. I think, it's, been, I think it's, it's actually been a while since we actually lost away from home. Obviously, listen, we, we, or we always we could win we could win more away from home, but that's just, we're, we're shit. We're not going to win away from home because we're crap. No. That Brighton, that Brighton result's been waiting to happen. It was a bit of a bit of a fluke, whatever. But listen, you've got you've got to drag the points from somewhere, haven't you? They get you can't you, you don't get participation participation points in the Premier League, so you've got to grind out results. And listen, we we could have been dead and buried by now. I think even but we're not. We're still we're still in it. Well, massively, and I think even if you condense them three games down. You know, you look at the three games of Brighton away, Wolves away, and City at all. If someone offers you four points from them, you're probably thinking, well, we beat Wolves. Where the, where's the other point coming from? Isn't like, yeah. a, well, do we, well, do we get a point at Brighton? Or do we draw with City? You're shocked, aren't you? you, you yeah. One of them results would happen. So I think you've got to look at that way as well. Four points from them three games isn't a bad return. You're playing with... Possibly the best team in the world in one of them games. Yeah. Um, and Brighton, are, Brighton are flying. Brighton, are every, we should are. be as a football team. Of course, yeah. Brighton have literally looked at looked at Everton and gone, "Let's not do that. Let's do exactly the opposite." And look where they are. I think you've all done that, mate. To be honest, they've got what like I think their lowest rated players like twenty million in a in a position. Mm-hmm. Listen, they're probably they're probably going to sell that what Moises Caicedo and McAllister. In the summer for like two hundred million, and then replaced them for five million with better players. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, that's, some kid from the Portuguese Serie C or something. <laughs> that's then for them. The next Ronaldo. But we've we've got two players now that we we sort of knew. Listen, me and Paul were on the on the basis that uh, they they, they wasn't going to play him, and now it's been confirmed that Patterson and Donna McCarver have been injured. These kids are just unreliable. They are Calvin Loon, especially. Patterson seems to be coming that way now. He's had I think he's been in Everton for three two years or two years. And I, I can't even count how many games he's played. It's gotta be less than twenty. Um Calvin Lewin. Do you think it's time now for Calvin Lewin? Do you think Everton needs to start be looking to move this lad on? Unfortunately, I I think it is. I mean, I don't think you can be Everton's number nine, can you? If you're not consistent, no. It's just listen. We're, I, we've all said it before on, the, on this pod. We're all massive Dominic Calvert-Lewin fans. We are a much different, much better team when that lad plays. But mm-hmm. when you're in the position we're in, you need rel- you need reliable players, and unfortunately. Uh, listen, it, it's not him. It's not. It's not that he doesn't want to be reliable. His body's not allowing him to be reliable. Whether that's mismanagement in the past or whatever. Listen, we we don't we don't know what's going on. But I, th- I think Everton needs to really assess their options in the summer. And if someone comes in, listen, I'm not saying let let him go for for three four million. If someone comes in with a fifteen twenty twenty five million pound offer. I don't think Everton can turn that down for no. a, for a player like him. I think you're right. I think it's um, not that we want him to go, but I think as a football club, you've got to start looking at it going, well, how long do we keep hold of this lad? This this lad's unreliable. And unfortunately, his body's let him, has let him down. Um, I think the, the position we're in, sorry, sorry the, position, the position we're in, we can't have sentimentality. Like no. okay, he scored the goal last season that kept us up, but we're we're back in that position because we didn't have a goal scorer. Listen, that's not on him, that's on the board. But we're not gonna go into that. 
But if you want to be the main focal point of it, if you want to be the best player on a team, the main focal point of the team, you can't play two games and then go out for six weeks and play another two games, go out for six weeks. No, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I think he's just done them lads, unfortunately for him. I think he's just done them players that it's happened to. Um, but the other lads who went down injured, Nathan Patterson, he started the season really well him. And I, I remember it clear as day that when he got injured, everyone was like, oh no, but, you know, Coleman coming in. Coleman just turned into 23-year-old James Coleman. He, he's been fantastic. Yeah. Then he gets injured and then you're like, oh, well, Patterson can come back and then he gets injured and you're just a bit like, we're cursed. But would you give, I don't think it's time to give up on that kid yet, just because, purely because I think he is a very, very young Nathan Patterson. I'm right in saying he's about 20. Um, I think he just needs nurture and that, as I think he just sort of. I think we need to do what we didn't do with Calvert Lewin and find out the root of the problem. Find out why he's getting all these injuries. Find yeah, out why it's always, I mean, yeah. the, it's always the same injury. It's always his hamstring or his thigh, whichever, whichever one it is. It's like there's obviously a root problem to that. And I think. If Everton has any notes about them, listen, this this kid could be Everton's right back for the next 10 years, right? If we manage him properly. But we need to hold him accountable the same way we hold players like Calvert Lewin, like we did for James Rodriguez. The uh the same sort of like even like if you're not fit and ready for the club, you're useless to us. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, if you're not if you're not contri- contributing, then what are you doing, right? And it doesn't matter whether you're twenty or whether you're thirty. If you're not contributing, you are part of the problem as to why we're in with the situation we are in. Because how many times have Everton named an unchanged eleven this season? Like due to injuries, I think for about four times, but that was just purely that way in the strongest eleven that was just haven't been injured. After the Arsenal yeah. game, and then he had no choice but to name name Neil Mopai really until he had to play Gray up front because yeah, like okay. Um, but we'll just we'll we'll just finish on the Wolves game really because I mean it wasn't that exciting was it at the end of the night that we scored in nineteen ninety ninth minute wise but um, other than that it was a bit. Bit of a dead, bit of a dead game. I think your last tight match of the day again. Um, but is there anything that you, you're taking away from that? The whole game is you look at it and go, you know what? We're mentally stronger now. Coming back into that, getting the, getting that goal in the ninetieth minute. Yeah, or you're a bit I like worrying that. No, it's like I think at the start of the season, definitely that one. What was one nil to the 99th minute? We lose that game. Four or five nil, just mm-hmm. kill our, just kill our goal difference. And listen, they fought to the end. Listen, you don't you don't score ninety nine minute goals if you're not fighting. 100%. And I think it's hard to say, but like I hope they can carry that over, that fighting mentality to to Sunday. Yeah. So that's all I've, I can say on that. It's like not necessarily that there was many negatives. I thought. A couple, uh, the Traore goal was a mistake. I thought he, I don't know who was, give the ball away, but they should have brought him down straight away. But listen, they, they fought back to for 99 minutes plus and got something out of the game, and that's all we can ask for. Listen, we all, everyone wanted, all of us wanted three points. We all did. We'd have been pretty much safe by now. Mm-hmm. We'd have had a lot, a lot of situation. Would we because didn't, if, yeah. if if we won, didn't Leeds and Leicester both have to win in order to keep? Yeah, well, we'd have been on thirty five. We'd have been on thirty five, and they'd have still been stuck on thirty one. So we had four points yeah. mathematically yeah. safe. Yeah. But listen, that's 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 football. Unfortunately, we can, yeah. we were we were one kick of a ball away from losing the game completely. So. You've got to look at it that way as well, I suppose. Um, yeah. And as you said, we could have been three 0 down at that point. But you, you just brought me to a subject there. Of, it was Anana who should have brought Adama Traore down, but he didn't. 
Um, do you think Paul asked me this, and I'll ask you this as well? He's been coming for a lot of criticism, Anana. Um, do you think it's just a ride, or do you think we're hanging out to dry yet? This is a young lad who's, as I said to Paul, played a handful of games from, for Lille in the French League off the bench, and we've threw him into a Premier League relegation battle, expecting him to turn into the a prime sort of guy at all, right? Do you think we are far too harsh or would you let a £60 million bid come in and he can go? I think we are being very harsh on him. Like, he's still, he's still only as a kid. I, I, as you said, there's a big step up from the French, the French League to the Premier League, even the bottom of the Premier League, hmm. like, like where we are. And I think he hasn't necessarily got the players around him that he needs. Like, he's playing with, he's playing with Idris a, a who's obviously very defensively minded and I think Onana was brought in as a bit of a defensive defensive minded player who could be into an attacker but I I, I don't think we know what to do with him I think because of the situation we're in I don't think we know where to put him or what situations he's best at but I think the financial situation that we're in, if someone does come in with a 60, 65 million pound bid, I just don't think Evan are in a position to turn that down. And listen, listen there's, a, there's a very good chance that if we do sell him, he turns into, he does turn into Prime Yaya Torre. He become, he he's, goes and wins trophies wherever he goes. But he could also turn into not Prime Yaya Torre. And this might be the, might be his peak. Too early to tell in it because he is what? Is he 21, 22? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's hard, it's hard to say. I, th- I think, especially like, they're, they're not bringing Triore down. It shows his inexperience. Like, if that's a dish again, he brings him down straight away, takes mm-hmm. the yellow card, takes the foul. Evan is, Evan is still tied at, at 0 0. He obviously doesn't. Evan, and then, we could be in, a, in the position again where that 99-minute goal was the winner. But I also think you get a proper pre-season under him with a bit more of a set plan. Let's not forget, he came into this Frank Lampard team and I don't, I don't think Frank Lampard knew what to do with him. You would think he was a bit of a luxury player for, for Lampard. Put him in with a manager who's got a bit more nous about him, a bit more... Game plan and awareness. Next season, he could be he could be unbelievable. Yeah, could be. But we just, we just don't know, do we? Like because he is so naive. Not that he's naive. Like he's a Belgium international. He's captain Belgium. I mean, sort of naive in terms of Premier League naivety. He, at the end of the day, he's not a kid. He's he's a man. He's six. He's a big six foot four monster of a man. Mm-hmm. He's not going to back down from any any sort of challenge, and I think he does relish the challenge. I just don't think we have the players right now to get him to where he needs to be. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's a fair not. It's not a fair sort of judgment on him. Um, I agree with totally agree with everything you said there, really, because we're throwing someone under the bus. That has had one year in the Premier League. At Everton, yeah. who haven't exactly set the world to light. Um, you don't know whether this lad's playing with the shackles on because he's at two. Yeah. Um, when maybe if he goes to a team or maybe next season, touch wood that we'll play with a little bit more freedom. We can see the, the real Anana because uh, I know the beginning of the season when he first called me, he was playing with that little bit of freedom because obviously there's a lot of football left to be played. Yeah. But it seems like the closer we got to sort of the drop or the fight, he seemed to be losing him a little bit because it felt like you know, the shackles were getting put on him a little bit and it was like, no, you've got to do this, you can't do that, stop doing this, stop doing that. I don't think he's that type of player. I think he just needs to free them with the pitch, basically. Yeah. yeah. But um, we just move off from the, the Wolves game and we just concentrate on a couple of bits of news, basically, about Everton. I don't think we get any news this week. Well, it's never a dull moment, is it really? Um, the 
MSP Sports, don't know if you've ever heard of them. I hadn't until he started looking at Everton. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know whether you've ever heard of them in the last couple of weeks. To be honest, the first I've heard of them, but yeah, no, they were uh, they've now signed an exclusivity deal with Bashiri. Again, rumored. I don't think anyone's actually come out and confirmed that, but it was on Sky Sports News. Um, I've seen a couple of reports that the owner of MSP Sports is very data based. He's very moneyball the way Brentford do it. Um, he wants to be hands on in the transfers of Everton Football Club. He doesn't sort of want to take a back seat. <sighs> Listen, if this happens and it looks like it will happen, um, and I'll we'll get on to him in a minute. This isn't what people are thinking of at the moment, but if it does happen in the summer, it can only be good, can't it? Because I think we, we we've sort of spoke about this and. People go, oh, yeah, well, we got stunned mm. with Machiri, but how bad can it get? I think we're pretty much at the bottom, aren't we? It's all, like, it really is only up from here. Mm. But do you like that? Did you, do, do you like that money ball? We could go besides up. So, I mean, any, anything is kind of... Any investment's good investment, isn't it? Hopefully. Plus, it could also mean the end of... The reign of bullshit bill in the bottle, right? And that's what that's what every that's what everyone's clamoring for. And I think just a different, a different ethos within the board and a different sort of boardroom atmosphere could work wonders for, for Everton. Yeah. It, it could it could mean next season we go in and we've actually got a plan for the change. We're not just like I think Paul says it like getting a candy store. Like we've actually got. Go on, and we've 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 got a plan. This is the kind of player we're going for. Because if, if if we do anything like Brentford, Brentford are a fantastic football club. No one expected yeah. them to be where they, where they are. What when did they come up last season? Season before? Uh, the two seasons now. Two seasons, this yeah. Second season, and they're light years ahead of Everton. They are light years ahead of Everton. I'm like. It could, it could just mean that they come in and they fund the stadium. It could mean that they come in and they give us money for transfers. It could mean they come in and write off debt. It could mean none of the above. We don't know that. We've, we always say we're not financial experts. We don't understand how the finances of a Premier League board, Premier League-run football club work. But any extra money is good, isn't it? So... Yeah, let's, let's see where it goes. I think it's what you say, that we're not financial experts and stuff like that. But I think as well, I personally, and this is only my opinion, but I think this is an investment to buy. I think they, yeah. these are just investing, and then sort of doing machine. They did. Let's not forget the machine. never come in and took over straight away. He come in and took a percentage of Bill Kenwright, and then just sort of took more and more, and then become the majority shareholder. I think this yeah. MSP will probably be doing the same. Um, I don't think you can you'll want to let it go. You'll want to cut the ribbon and then maybe go, ah, there's the keys. Um, which is fine. Listen, we, we yeah. can't control who owns our football club as much as we, we'd love to. We can't because ultimately there's one man making the decision and who he sells it to. Yeah. Um, exactly. And that's what Ken Wright did, didn't he? Sold it to Mishiri, who said he can stay on instead of selling it yeah. to the city owners, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, listen. I hope it comes through. I hope they sign. They sign up and get out. Oh, listen, this might be the this might be the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm hoping that it is. But the if they don't come in, funny enough, if they don't come in before October, because apparently October is when evidence sanctions will be revealed. Um. By the by, the Premier League or the FA, not sure who's doing the investigation. I think it is the FA, or it probably will go to the FA if uh, the worst happens. But are we thinking about that now? Is that is this the time to be worried about? You know, I know no. obviously we've got the biggest twenty four hours or forty eight hours coming up ever, but it's just not the time is for thinking like that. And they can't really do us without doing City, can they? No. I think we it's what it's a case of we cross that bridge when we come to it. 
think right now our focus should just be on getting those three points on Sunday and erasing any doubt of our Premier League uh, status, making it giving us a bit of a bit of a break. I'm, I don't I don't know about you, mate, but me personally, I can't wait for the season to be over. <laughs> like it's just it's just an head fuck. I'm sick of everything just messing with me head. And I, I, I have I don't know whether you'd call it the luxury. I wake up and all this news is going on. Obviously, we spoke about the the time difference here before. Yeah. I I wake up and I'm like, do I want to check Twitter? Do I want to check Sky Sports News? Do I want to check all this? Because what are they going? What what else are they going to do to me this season? Yeah, no, honestly, mate. I think we I said before we come on. You know, if someone was to write a book sort of on this season with, you know. The protests, rightly so. Um, the altogether now campaign, the headlock, the board not turning up. You know, just all the things that happened this season. Uh, Dan Juma signing, but then in the last two hours going to Tottenham and not playing a single, like, I'm playing about five minutes. Just if you could write a list and say and hand it to someone who's not a football sort of person and go read that and what you think they thought. He did read it and think, oh, hell. What the hell is yeah. that? No, um, yeah. I think we cursed. I genuinely do think we cursed. I remember my asshole. Yeah, I felt telling me years ago that we were cursed. Uh, didn't Luke Apple's mum put a curse on us when we sold him or something? It's the fucking high joke split curse, isn't it? <laughs> so much something like that, didn't it? So, yeah. It was the high joke split, remember? That's the whole after thing, isn't it? When Hadjuk, we beat high joke split in the uh, Europa League. Wow. Yeah. We used to get into Europe. <laughs> um, and. Um, they put a curse on us or something. And every team yeah. they put a curse on. Every team that's ever beat them in Europe and relegated within five years. Yeah. Something like that. So whether you believe that, I don't know. It's it's listen, they didn't put a they haven't put a curse on Calvin Lewin's injuries or the board or anything like that. Still this nope. it's still down to Everton. But um we just touch on a fella who is that his, his contract extended by a year. Been more triggered than, than him actually agreeing with it. Uh, a decor, I, I asked Paula, so I'll, I'll ask you the same question. It, it, that, it seems that's a nice sort of thing, doesn't it? Don't give him a massive four year contract because we don't know what league we're going to be in. And he's had his injuries himself at, at decor, I, yeah. I think that year extension's perfect. I think it just gives him a chance to go, well, yeah, I'll, I'll stay here. Yeah, and it gives Everett the chance to go, well, you know what? Unfortunately, we've been relegated. Anyone want Decore for 15, 20 million? That's it. That, that's exactly it. it. It means we're, we're guaranteed, to, if we do need to sell him in the summer, guaranteed that we, we do get something for him. Yeah. He's not just going to be another one of these players who we've funneled a lot of money into in, in wages and then he walks for nothing. Because I think and people will disagree and be like, oh, you need to always on too, too much for wage. We don't know where we're going to be. But as Paul said, you've got to have a squad, haven't you? You can't just get rid of can't get rid of everyone, start again. No. If we let everyone walk if if we let everyone walk for free, it cripples us. So I mean it might mean that we get we we get ten million for them as opposed to giving them a four year contract and getting twenty million for them. But ten million pounds better than getting, getting ten million pounds for him is better than getting not for him. And no. I, if see where we are in a year, listen, the, in a year we might not we might not be in this situation, and we might be in need of we might have found someone better to play in that position. But in case anything happens to him, we need to we need to call on the bench. Mm-hmm. Before he comes in, plays the plays the cup games. That's when you give him a two year or three year contract. Based on how well we're doing, we're we're not in the position right now to be offering players four, five, six year contracts like Chelsea are to get around the financial fair play. But less of that, better. But yeah, and I'm happy with it. I'm, yeah. I, I I am happy with it. I I actually like Decoray. I was made up when we signed Decoray, and if we can get sort of back to any any sort of form we had under Ancelotti, we've got a player on our hands. Cause he's still only, isn't he still only like twenty five? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, well, like he, was, that. He, he was sneaking into that form, wasn't he? You know, was, the game against Brighton he was brilliant. Um, yeah, he was unplayable. Yeah, I think he's been all right. I think you know, Bulls. Listen, people, 
I think people forgot about that Man City game because it's a total. You just don't. I was surprised when he's 3 0. Yeah, it's like year seven playing against year 11s, isn't it? It's, it is. Yeah. Um, and Wolves, I thought he was all right as well. But, um, Listen, if he scores the goal, that keeps us up on Sunday. Give him the, key, give him the keys to the kingdom, give him a 10 year, <laughs> £300,000 a week contract. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay. But um, listen, we'll talk about Sunday. But before we go into Sunday, before I mess with your mate, mess with your mind and get you worried and nervous. You said before, and I totally agree with you that we're in the best position. Now, I've had many conversations with my Evertonians a little bit like, "Can't believe blah blah blah." This is the, can't believe we're in this position yet, and I can't believe we're in this position again. But we are now against Newcastle at home. We walked out today and they beat us four one, and I thought that's it. I thought. The club will just the, the players will be sorted on their arse now. There's no coming back from that. The genuine isn't you've just been humiliated by Newcastle at all. You've got Andy Gordon dancing on the pitch. There's no coming back. That was me. That was me. I, I was sort of ready to go down. Um so to find themselves in the position that they're in, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. You just you never know what you you never know what you're gonna get week to week and even hour to hour would happen, do you? No. And this we we've all said it before, we just like one normal season of Everton. But will we ever get it? I don't know. I was the same as you after that Newcastle game I thought. And I didn't even think we were that bad. I don't think the scoreline reflected the, the game whatsoever. Yeah. Like I thought until they up until they scored, I thought we were arguably even the better team. We, we look more like scoring. They they hit us. They took their chance when they needed to, and we fell apart. We've heard it all before. It happens. But then we can also play like we did against Brighton. I thought I might might go as far as to say that that Brighton performance might be the best ever Everton performance I've ever seen. Yeah, because we there was we were faultless against Brighton, and it, it makes it does make you wonder. It's like. Where's that team been all season? We have a couple more games like that. We're miles away from this. They played that on Sunday, mate, and we're all we're, we're all on the air at half time. Yeah, and I I I said it in the group. I said there's there's been times this the Damari Gray goal against Leeds that should have stood, but out of this, Paul said the Connor Cody goal against the Shite that stands, but out of this, there's there's just been and we're still like coming to that though. Go on. If Madison scores his penalty. That's different. I think that's different. Mm, 3-1 that, that, But that's... Yeah, no, I agree. But that's player against player rather than VAR decision. Oh, I, th- I see what you're saying. I thought that's you what I'm saying. I'm more, like, yeah, it was... The Madison was, was a close... I'm more talking about decisions. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, I see, yeah. They were, they were both goals given on the pitch by the referee. Yeah. And, and the, the officiating crew that were then turned over by VAR. I see what you're saying, yeah. That, that's more what I'm talking about. But Destiny's still in our own hands. And I, I sent to the group that uh, Meatball Molly, Molly McCann said, they might not realise it. It might not be, be to them, but this is our life. This is our, not necessarily our livelihood. I've said it time and time again, the only thing, right, me, me mum and dad will kill me for this, the only thing I really miss from back home is going to match. <laughs> and I, like, I'll always say, and I'll, there's, there's nothing like a Premier, there's nothing like a, a Premier League match. Like, I've been to sporting events over the year. Not the same. I, I, took my, I took my bed and she's like, this is what you used to go to every week. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, Wow, just something else. And yes. they just if they can't get themselves up for this game, then I don't I don't think any of them deserve to be prefer to be Premier League footballers. It's easy to get up for games when you're winning, but it's not easy to get up for games when they're hard like this. Like like this is gonna be 
when it's time to be to stand up and be counted. Yeah, and they've got to be because yeah. I think this is the biggest game. I don't know. I I don't see another player in that team that's had a bigger game. Maybe Jordan Pickford in the Euros final, but this is the biggest game of most of their lives. And listen, me and Paul spoke about it. As an Everton player, you've got to play with that. You've got to play with that pride. You've got to play with that. Like yeah. we can't let these down. We genuinely yeah. can't let these down. Like if you could, if someone said to you after that Newcastle game, right, last game of the season, all you've all you've all you've got to do is beat Bournemouth. Doesn't matter what Leeds or Leicester do. They can win ten nil each. It doesn't matter. All you have to do is be born with one nil and he's a safe. You are like, yeah, I'll take that. Now these players should be thinking exactly the same. How have we got to this position? We're very yeah. lucky to be in this position. Now, and you said to me before everyone's expected Leeds and Leicester to win. I don't care about Leeds and Leicester, I've got to be honest. I don't I'm not really that focused on them because Everton have got a job to do. Now, obviously if we Leicester and Leeds are looking at us thinking they could be winning four 0 Leicester and Leeds, but really they're probably watching our game thinking, you know, we need Bournemouth to score or whatever. Yeah. Or Everton not to score, whatever, whatever the way the game's going. So that's in their mind, back of their mind constantly. We're not playing with that. We're not playing with anything in the back of our mind. Sean Dyke's just got to get these players and go, listen, you've got to win a game of football. If you're going to win a game of football, win it now. I know people go, well, it's easier said than done. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in this position. But there's no, there's no bigger than this. This is it. This is it. It's the title of the last episode, sorry. Yeah. This is it. There's no two ways about it. You're either going to walk off that pitch, a Premier League footballer, or you're going to run off that pitch, a championship player, because you've got 40,000 people to have to get to you. Yeah, exactly right, mate. It's like, we all dream, we all dream as kids playing in FA Cup finals, World Cup finals, Champions League finals. Not many players get to do that. No. This might be as big. This, for me anyway, is it's it's, it's horrible to say. And it's it, it's a sad rec- uh, recognition of how far we have dropped. This for me is as big as a Champions League final. This for me is as big as an FA Cup final. Because to be precautions, isn't it? If we if we go down, I don't know whether Everton exists anymore. Like financially, the repercussions could 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 kill us. Yeah, we're, we're we're basically starting again because of the the way we've ran ourselves for the past however many years. We've put out we have put ourselves in this position, but if they can't get themselves together, they can't t- tomorrow for me today for today for you Saturday on the training pitch wherever they. If they can't get together and be like, we just got to go out and play football. We play like we did against Brighton. Bournemouth don't. Bournemouth, we don't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. And if they can't do that, then it doesn't matter. You could next season we could sell one of them. They're playing. They're playing in the Champions League final. They're not going to get up for it because they couldn't get up for this. Yeah, it's the making. I think this game will make the men. I think it'll separate yeah. the men from the boys. Uh, I think we've got an eye listen. I think every Evertonian can probably put the finger on the men from the boys anyway. But this will genuinely separate the men from the boys. Who's going to be a big? Who's going to be a, a, a man and step up to the plate and drag this club over the line? Who literally? Let's be honest. Who's going to be a hero? For sure, yeah. I could say to them, "What are you going to be the hero today?" Or all these are. You know, I'd show yeah. them pictures of Crystal Palace. The likes of James Torkovsky, the likes of, you know, Michalenko, Patterson, all players that weren't there last season. I'd get Calvin Lewin to tell the story of, of Crystal Palace and what it was like. I'd play videos and say, this could be you. This could be you. You could have this moment. These could be your moments. Um, Don't be remembered as being a part of the team. That sends Everton Football Club down, because I'm sorry, but that will never leave you. If Jordan nope. Pickford could go and sign for Manchester United and win the Premier League, 
but he'll never, never get away from the fact that he, he was relegated with Everton Football Club. Yeah, he was relegated with Sunderland, but you're talking a different monster to be relegated with Everton. Alex Iwobi, you know, these type of Mari Greg, all these type of players, Anana, how young he is, they'll never leave him. You were relegated with you. You were one of the players that sent Everton sent down. Yeah. Unless you stay, obviously, and, and and get us back up again. But even then, you're a Dwight McNeil. You stay next season in the Championship and we bounce back up first time of asking, which obviously is a big if, but it can happen. You're still going to be like, people are still going to have that thing in the back of the mind of, yeah, but you were there when you didn't turn up against Bournemouth. That's it. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I think we, we, need, we need a hero. And I can don't know who it's going to be, but fuck me, you you've got the chance to go down in in legend in Everton as you were the person that that saved Everton from the brink. We all still talk about Gareth Farrelly, Barry on. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what else? Did, yeah, what else did they accomplish, accomplish in their career, Barry on and, and Gareth Farrelly? Nothing, but oh. they kept Everton in the Premier League. And that's all the answers, out. Yeah. We still talk about them like twenty years later when we're going through another freaking relegation battle. <laughs> well, gee, I'm gonna ask you it now, mate. Do we beat Bournemouth? Art says yes. Head says we draw. Hmm. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's horrible. I just can't. It's horrible. It's, it is, and I don't want to be the person that predicts everything go down. I really don't. Because no, don't I actually don't, we're not doing predictions. I actually, I actually don't I, I think I think we survive because all three teams lose, if anything, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I don't care how we survive me, I actually don't. Yeah. No, neither do I. Neither do I. I, I mean if it means fucking hell. If the if uh, if Neil Morpay scores a winner off his fucking ass. That accidentally hits him because one of the Bournemouth players is trying to clear it in the last minute and it goes in. Building a statue. You know what though? When you're saying that, I don't think I would. And I don't think we should. I don't think we should No, we, we, we shouldn't we, we No, you're right. We should it's it's another celebration of mediocrity, isn't it? Mm. I know if Paul asked me this and I'll, I'll probably get your answer as well. If you're in the ground, if you're in the paddock. In the family enclosure, you know, Park here and Gladys Street in the final whistle goes and we win 2 1. Do you run on the pitch or do you stay in your seat? I'm leaving regardless and going to the pub. Why Why do those players deserve to be clapped off the pitch for putting us through that? I mean, I, there, is certain, there is certain players I think do deserve a round of applause Jordan Pickford, Dwight McNeil, since. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sean Dykes came in. Adrissa Gay for maybe. Adrissa Gay and maybe even, maybe even to Corey. Mm. The rest of them can fuck off. The rest of them just, just don't even don't do a lap on it. Get down, get down that tunnel. Start start Not thinking sure. about what you're gonna start thinking about what you're gonna do next season. Listen, if you get beat, they're gonna have to run down that tunnel because you know that square of people isn't gonna, gonna be enough. I'm sorry, and I don't condone violence and we don't on this podcast, but you try and get rid of effort. You you think when we're, we're emotional when we get beat 2-1 by Southampton in January, imagine the day you just actually get relegated. Yeah. Um, but anyway, listen, that's not going to happen. We're not. Nope. It's not, because we can beat these, and we can. And people They're only two places above us. I know, I know. They've like the if... lost four games on the bounce, by the way. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> no, but I'm just That's saying, they're not like, it's not like when we played Brentford, they're over when they had lost in 12, and Brighton, yeah. they were flying at the time, and stuff like that. I don't know people go, well, we're better when we play teams like that, but this is what we're saying. This is the whole point what we're trying to get at. This is it now. This is where all that's got to change. All that mentality of... Oh well, you know the better against the big team. But we've got to beat Bournemouth at home to stay in the Premier League. What more do you need? Literally, what yeah. more do you need? The only team that you'd probably pick to play is Southampton. Even they beat us. So yeah. the only team that you'd want, the only other team that you'd probably want to play in Nottingham Forest because they just made safe now. So they're definitely going to be on the beach. Yeah, 
I don't think Buffalo Wolves were meant to be on the beach, but Wolves is, that was Wolves' last home game of the season. They were putting a show on for the fans. You know, Leicester, eh, sorry, West Ham, beating Leeds. They were last home game of the season, putting a show on. This is our last home game. Yeah. If you want, if you can't get these players up for this, and these players can't get themselves up for it, then don't, as you rightly said, you shouldn't be involved in this game. Sean Dyche could say you could be involved, involved in the last. Don't be a team. Don't be involved in the in a team that was the last ever game at Goodison. Don't be involved in the team after sixty nine years in the Premier League or whatever it is to be sent down. Don't be involved in a team that you'll never live it down. As I said before, be involved in a team that that you can walk around with your held high next season. You know, because no one's gonna love you. Listen, no, no, no one's like we all love for Charleston because Jeff Charleston was a good footballer, but you know, and he could still save Everton season. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, he probably that'd be mad, wouldn't it? <laughs> Imagine that last minute, Rich Allison scores the winner if it's Tottenham that keeps Everton in the Premier League. Nice. I think I would be on the pitch at that point just for him. Um, oh, I'd be drunk. Where are they? Are they at Leeds or is it at Tottenham? At Leeds, yeah. I'll be driving to Leeds just to give the Jalas a hug. <laughs> if I come back, that'll be as welcome, Pat. That'll be as welcome. Oh, yeah. But listen, at the end of the day, it comes down to it. Me and you can't do nothing more. We can do this podcast with Paul, we can do it with Jake, we can do it with Melinda, Anthony. We've supported them through thick and thin, a lot of thin, but uh, a lot of thick, sorry, but we. We just can't stop and we won't stop. And whatever happens on Sunday at six, seven o'clock in the night, it'll hurt or it'll be amazing. But Monday morning, we'll wake up and go, right, let's go again. We'll, I think we're all just looking forward to it being over, to be honest. Um, I can't, personally, I can't wait for this season to be over. I know. I know. The problem is, I think the next, next season, which touch wood we are in the Premier League, I think the first game of the season is my wedding day, so <laughs> hopefully, I'm, hopefully I'm celebrating the win still in the Premier League on, on my wedding day. So tell you, mate, I just opened in the Prem for you. That's the that's the biggest thing, isn't it? Um, it, all, it, deci- it also decides as well on Sunday what what song I walk into. What me and my bird are walking into. <laughs> I told him my, my, the only mandatory song is we're walking into Zed Cars. If we go down. I don't think I can walk into Zed Cars, but no, no. I will be walking into Zed Cars because we're not going to go down, are we? No, we're not. Listen, we're not. And we've got a. But, I mean, you said before the pod, if you can't be Bournemouth at home, stay in the Premier League, and and that's what's at stake, I'm sorry, but you deserve to go down. I'll walk out that ground with me, our fella. Everyone will walk out that ground. You'll, wake up, you, you'll carry on your day. With your held head high, you just cuffed out, yeah. It'll fucking hurt inside and it'll kill you and it'll kill all of us and we'll all probably just cry into our pillows. But every one of us can look at each other in the face, see your mate down the road who you know is a blue with his Everton top on and give him a nod and go, all right, mate, because, you know, he done everything and he knows you done everything to keep this football club in the Premier League. And it was completely out of our control. Um, so I won't do lineups. Listen, I think it's too tense to do lineups. We haven't got a clip. I don't think I can pick one, mate. No, to be, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, predictions. I'm not asking you for a prediction. I'm not going to let you do. I'm not going to make you do that, mate. I'm not going to do it. So I'm not going to make you do it. You can if you want. I, I just I'm not going to. Too much at stake say, for I, me. I've said it. I've said it before. Hard says Everton win. Heads as Everton draw. I know, I've got corporate tickets as well. You're having that. I know. <laughs> no, they said this to Paul. 31 years, 30 years I've waited. Well, 30, obviously, but, you know, since I've been going to match since I was, what, 25, something like that. Eh, since I was five, wanted to go to corporate Goodison. Yeah. Jay gets it the day we can possibly go down. Yeah. Great, isn't it? What we want. You're going to be celebrating, mate? Well, gonna I'm either going to be celebrating, Jake, or I'm going to smash the place up from inside. So, <laughs> so, 
<laughs> no, hopefully, no. hopefully it's the it's the former, and we. But I listen to be nothing better than at halftime. You go down and you just tank those those corporate beers till you can't stand up no more. Oh, meat because oh, Everton is safe, and that's all we need. We just we it's all, it's all we need, and yeah. I'll pray to every god I don't believe in that just to make it safe. West Ham need one more tune up before the Europa Conference final. Tottenham still need points to, to confirm Europe. And uh, Rich Allison has scored the winner against... I hope we get that message that says, and there it is, Rich Allison has scored the winner against Leeds. Mm-hmm. To knock them knock them down. And there we are, Damari Gray or O'Nan or Pickford. I don't, I don't even care. Everton win, one, Everton, yeah, Everton win 1-0. That's all we need. Literally all we need. Yeah. We literally, we need to win 1-0. That's all. Doesn't matter how, how it happens, who it happens for. It, just that that's it. Win one nil. We're safe in the Premier League. We just need to score one more goal than the other team. That's all we need to do. I don't know. It's it sounds simple. It does. But that's all we need to do. Just one just one more time this season is just win one more game of football. Um, and you know what? By we, scoring one more goal than the other team. And you know what? Let's do it. Let's go and beat them. Yeah. Let's go and beat them. And then me, you, and Paul, and Melinda, and uh, Jake and Anthony, you can come and do a season review. Um, we can talk about how shit it's been. We can talk about the happy ending that we had. Listen, we'll do a season review regardless, by the way. Um, yeah. But we'll do one where it's all, we're all buzzing. And we'll sort of di- digest and dissect what a mad season, what a terrible season this has been. Uh, by all accounts, let's not get away from the fact that if we do stay up, it's still been a shit season. Um, but yeah, meet honestly, thanks for joining me. And uh, no worries, mate. Uh, both of us are sort of looking like white, <laughs> white as a ghost, but it's where we are now, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's where we are. Me and Paul are the exact same yesterday. You could hear, I could hear the worry in his voice and he could hear it in mine, but we're Evertonians and we'll love them until... They we haven't forever. Yeah, until whatever comes first, we get put in the box or they do. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, for the last time, mate, thanks for joining me and uh, no worries. the toffees. Up the, up the Premier League toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.